Good morning. It's Wednesday, November 10th, and it's the Marine Corps' birthday. On this day in 1775, the Continental Congress established the Continental Marines, which led up to the American Revolution. Tun Tavern on Philadelphia's Water Street is considered to be the birthplace of the Marines, since that's where the original recruiting took place. Neat. It's also Vanilla Cupcake Day, which is less important, but arguably more delicious? Anyway, Cupcake, the news. Our first story is so annoying. House Representative Paul Gosar from Arizona tweeted an anime video that depicted him, um, I guess, saving the country, I think. I watched it and I don't know. It's not for me. Anyway, in the video, he is shown killing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and then turning to President Biden with two swords. The idea of the video is that he, as well as Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, house reps from Georgia and Colorado, are heroes in a small civilization where giant human-like creatures called titans exist, and those titans include AOC. So the video was created by someone on Gosar's team. Gosar then tweeted from his official house account a link to the video. Then on his personal account, he quote tweeted himself, nerd, and added, quote, the creativity of my team is off the hook. He's a member of Congress. Neat. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has called on the House Ethics Committee to investigate the tweet. For his part, Gosar responded by calling the video, quote, a symbolic portrayal of a fight over immigration policy and called the backlash, quote, a gross mischaracterization. Missing from his statement? An apology. Twitter has flagged it as hateful conduct, but not taken it down as they believe it is of public interest. Our taxes pay his salary. The Supreme Court has hit pause on executions in Texas, the state with the most executions in the country, over questions about the state's refusal to allow spiritual advisors to touch inmates and pray aloud as someone is being put to death. The case that started this comes from John Henry Ramirez's request to have his pastor touch his foot during his execution. Ramirez was set to be executed on September 8th, but it was put on hold when the Supreme Court agreed to hear his case. Why didn't Texas just allow the pastor to touch his foot? A brief filed with the court said, quote, an outsider touching the inmate during lethal injection poses an unacceptable risk to the security, integrity, and solemnity of the execution. Concerns from the court today centered around, among many things, what comes after touching feet? No, seriously, uh, Justice Alito commented, quote, we're going to have to go through the whole human anatomy with a series of cases. Meanwhile, Justice Kavanaugh asked, what if one state allows bread and wine in the execution room? Do other states need to do the same? There are approximately 2,500 people on death row in this country. Let's talk about breakups. General Electric announced yesterday that it will split into three companies, ending a 129-year conglomerate. So why the split? Who knows why anyone breaks up? Maybe they watched episodes of The Morning Show after they promised they'd wait. Maybe they kept leaving almost empty cartons of milk in the fridge, even though it's like, there's more milk. It's not the end of the milk. It's just the end of that bottle of milk. Just use that half tablespoon in your coffee. You have the calories in your budget. Or maybe, just maybe, it's because the split will pare down its debt. The three entities will focus on energy, healthcare, and aviation, and the split is expected to generate more than $7 billion in free cash flow by 2023. No word yet on who will gain custody of Jack Donaghy's Trivection oven. It's the United States versus Moderna in the fight over the COVID vaccine creation credit. Thanks for having your priorities right, everyone. No, no, uh, this is actually important. The vaccine was born out of a four-year collaboration 
between Moderna and the National Institutes of Health, NIH. And just last year, the government called it the NIH Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. I call it the Dolly Parton one. Now, though, three scientists at the Vaccine Research Center believe the government should be named as the principal patent applicant. Moderna disagrees, claiming several of its own employees are the sole inventors. So what, besides egos, and I assume trophies? Does this matter? Well, as High School Musical reminds us, we're all in this together. If the government owns part of the patent, it changes the way the vaccine is distributed. By which I mean, does a private company decide who gets the vaccine and how much it costs? Or does the government have a say in making sure that the vaccine doesn't only stay in the hands and countries of those who can afford it? Speaking of that pesky worldwide pandemic, Pfizer has asked the FDA to authorize booster shots for all Americans 18 and up. The booster has already been okayed six months after the original shot for seniors and at-risk adults. Moderna's boosters have already been given the thumbs-up emoji, as has the J&J. More January 6th subpoenas were handed out yesterday, including one for senior advisor Stephen Miller. Once again, it's all about the time at the Willard, because, as I mentioned yesterday, the committee wants to know where the money came from, how the 6th was planned, and whether they knew how likely the violent scene on the 6th actually was. That planning part sounds like it happened, for the most part, at the Willard Intercontinental Hotel. Do you think the Willard and the Watergate are, like, friends? Or at least friendly? I mean, they certainly got things to talk about, at holiday parties at least. So what happened at the Willard? For one, Michael Flynn told Alex Jones, a conspiracy theorist, quote, we are essentially in a national emergency, and that, quote, the truth is going to come out. In another room, Giuliani, as well as Bernard Keurig and John Eastman, both of whom were served earlier this week, set up a command post in the lead up to the event. Meanwhile, out on the steps, Trump advisor Roger Stone, he of the Nixon backpack two stones, went out flashing his certainly super real grin as a militant group, the Oath Keepers, protected him. Today's 10 subpoenas brings us up to a Baker's 35. Speaking of grime? At least 13 senior former Trump administration officials are being accused of illegally mixing governing with the 2020 election. Ah, the Hatch Act. That's that pesky little act that bars most federal employees, except the president and vice president, from politicking while on duty or in a federal office. The Office of Special Counsel has a couple examples for us, including Secretary of State Mike Pompeo giving a speech from Israel or acting Homeland Security Chief Chad Wolf taping a naturalization ceremony on the White House grounds all during the Republican National Convention. What kicked all of this off was Trump's decision to hold the RNC at the White House in the first place. But here's what's interesting. The OSC's report concludes that the Hatch Act doesn't actually impose those restrictions on those who were, in this specific case, working on or attending the convention just because it was at the White House. It's all for the history books, or training manuals anyway, since most legal interpretations say that the only person who can take action against someone violating the act is the president who's in office at that time. So that means that this report is literally just for educating employees about what they can and can't do. In, so you're saying there's a chance, news. Brian Williams is leaving MSNBC and NBC News after 28 years. While NBC did make him a new contract offer, he declined for reasons unknown and will leave when his contract is up in December. So is this just like a um, apply via LinkedIn type of situation or... Do you need me to submit like a formal application, uh, maybe perhaps via monster.com? Okay, that's it. That's the news. Listen, it's Wednesday, which means we're halfway through the week. It's Vanilla Cupcake Day, which means we get to make up our own holidays. And I'm proud of this week. I'm proud of Vanilla Cupcakes. But above all of that, 
I'm proud of you.